And we're recording. All right. <sighs> Boy, it's been a while. Kind of forgotten what to do here. Hello, listeners. Um, right off top, Will, do you have an apology you'd like to make to our listeners? Do I? Which thing? I've been in a lot of trouble lately. Okay, you pick which thing you want to apologize for. Um, the nudes I sent to everyone? Yeah, he's very sorry about that. Very sorry about that. That one caught us a lot of grief. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, definitely the biggest trouble this week. Uh, yeah, that's the biggest one. You have nothing no, you uh, want to say to some of our more downtrodden communities? There's uh, There'll probably be more on this. I don't want to talk about it too much today. I don't want to get too fired up. Um, but uh, for now, what I will say is a, a big old, a big enthusiastic fuck you to my least favorite kind of human, which is the self-righteous virtue signaler. Um, I guess virtue signaling is self-righteous inherently, but these these are especially self-righteous people. Um, so a big fuck you to someone named Jack is in Chicago, and a big, and a big fuck you to uh, someone who made a movie that I liked. But uh, let's just say that movie is no unfriended dark web. That's right. Nothing is really. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Fuck you, Jane. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, let's call her out. You know, yeah, come on if you want. We'll talk about it. Jane, come on. I want to talk to you about your Delusian slasher film. I'm. Yeah. We're going to interrogate I, that post. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to interrogate that post. Uh, <laughs> what are you on? What kind of medications are you off? Are you on? Are you mixing? Well, I mean... I've never met a virtue signaler that doesn't self-diagnose um, and self-medicate, especially if they've got money. Mm. Uh, so I bet Jane's on all sorts of shit. Mm. But anyway, you know. Yeah, you're on HBO Max, motherfucker, and you're out here solely in the name of shit that, you know, you don't even have anything to do with. Well, I guess you did because you pulled your movie from festivals over it. So one one festival, mm, one festival. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. Well, it's only because of uh, Will's uh, train. We can't. We have to take that out. <laughs> <laughs> Not even because saying people will be able to very quickly figure out which. Fe- okay. Well, we beeped all of that. Yeah. But um, um, yeah. So. Fuck you to uh, those people starting Twitter mobs and feeling good about uh, trying to cancel people and things. Um, And uh, yeah, and fuck you for, uh, you know, trying to paint Betsy Brown and uh, her movie in a light that is, you know, doesn't has nothing to do with whether you think it's a good movie or not, but painting her and the movie in a light that is just, you know, factually untrue. And then uh, also fuck everyone who uh, has been making it a point to terrorize the music box staff uh, on both sides of this. Just fucking please leave them alone. They're so tired. And obviously they do not choose 
for all this shit to happen. So we did not. Please Will leave the box staff alone. Yeah, yell at me. I don't give a shit. Yes, you can take Will the task. He's sorry for bringing literal fascism to the music box. Yeah, um, let's get that. Let's get that. Jack is in Chicago. Fuck on here and see if he's ever uh, heard of a dictionary. Yeah, Jack. Maybe you're listening. Come on, pal. <laughs> Come uh, on. We, yeah. We'd love to chat. We'd just love to see where your head was at. Let's talk uh, about what the first thing, uh, you know, rising fascist powers usually do, which is censor art. Let's talk about that. It's true. They, um, <laughs> well, you know, it's just been very interesting to watch this unfold in the manner that it has but maybe we'll come back to this because uh we might have some people who want to say some things about it so look let's just let's just say it was a fun week yeah just table it for now and uh but if you want to be mean to someone be mean to jack and jane yeah not to the music box staff and not to betsy either um yeah you know yeah yeah all the, yeah. all of this all of this was whipped up irrelevant to that so yes yes what an interesting way to start this week i mean we've been gone for quite a while and we're now coming back with hot goss and hot tea to spill <laughs> and we're not going to spill it completely yet but <laughs> uh anyway just just a little a little incontinence little dribbles yeah yeah (laughs) yeah we'll just say keep an eye on this space yep um speaking of keeping an eye on this space keep an eye on out at the old music box soon if you want to know where we've been and, uh, something's actually gonna happen <laughs> yeah we're not bullshit we, there's legit reasons for our uh ab- absence i almost said abstinence but that ain't true um so that's what we've been doing is abstaining this whole time because when we get on this show it's just hard oh, to fuck each other i won't have sex in any form with anyone until Fascism is stopped. Yeah. Yeah. Until we can stop the rising scourge of fascism against uh, certain communities, podcasting is just kind of an afterthought. (laughs) Yeah. Surprise. Uh, Our whole, our real goal this whole time was to stop fascism. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing, we're doing our part just like you're doing yours by, uh, getting all caffeinated and fucked up on probably very strong weed and harassing uh, employees at a uh, movie theater. And did nothing. They're just there to see a free movie. They don't even want to work. They're just there to make money and have a job and take pride (laughs) in where they work. And put on on, like great, very fucking smooth events for all of you. So fuck off one more time. Just fuck off. Okay, you know what? Now we're getting fired up. Let's. Yeah. Now we gotta. Yeah, we gotta. Let's move on to other things we can be fired up about. <laughs> yeah, we got we got some good stuff here. Another uh, person whose name starts with J, because that's what's happening right now for some reason. Everyone whose name starts with J sucks this week. 
We got Ooh. Jane. We got Joyce. <laughs> oh yeah, let's 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 hop in. Let's hop in real quick on uh, on Joyce here. Um, oh wait, there's the news theme playing. Yeah, I love this news theme. There you go. That was a weak crack, but we'll get better. <laughs> we'll get it better next time because, folks. We're not done. We're just taking a little break. We'll, come, we'll be more of these. I mean, obviously, Oscar season's ramping up, so we'll be, we'll be, we won't leave you hanging. There might be less cool episodes in the meantime, but we will not leave you to fuck around and screw up that office Oscar bracket. So we we got you on that. So let's take a look here. We got old uh, old. Never mind. Uh, we have Joyce Kellos. <laughs> I forget. We have. There's gonna be more of a spotlight, so we gotta kind of. I gotta <laughs> chill. I gotta chill right now. <laughs> she's uh, she's popping off. Now we're gonna talk about one thing she's popped off on, but she's been popping off again uh, with a couple of things. Uh, yeah, I think someone taught her about the internet this last couple months. So. <laughs> Boy, did they? Yeah. <laughs> So I guess the holidays were uh, informative for Joyce when her great grandkids were telling her how to use the internet. Yeah, well, they they probably they saw that uh, they saw that um, you know just brave feminist blowjob scene in Blonde, and were like, "Grandma, you got to hit the web. This shit is hot." <laughs> Favorite scene of the year, too. By the way. <laughs> I just still can't believe that any of that happened. That scene was fucking nuts. I okay. I, I in in reality, I did not care for that movie, but that scene. Oh, that's it's not a movie. Be, but, it's not a movie, but it's just like still one of the most jaw dropping things I've seen this year. Yeah, yeah no pun intended. No, yeah, no pun intended. Yeah, you beat me to that one, but yes, uh, the uh, the Kennedys that are left, all of them blushed. <laughs> Thank God it wasn't LBJ's hog, though, or she'd have lockjaw. Wow, good. <laughs> He's feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just happy to be back, you know. Um, so well, what's, what's, what's Joyce popping off on uh, today? Uh, yes, well, whatever that was. Well, she's popping off. She was at first popping off on Twitter because of uh, a certain filmmaker – uh, let me get the name right. Um, Alf- Alfred Hitchcock. And oh shit, I forgot about this. Yeah, you got to read that shit. God yeah, damn. she. Um, oh damn, now I lost the actual thing. Hold on. Yeah, because you got to get that quote. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> All right, let's pull up the old Twitter here. Okay, so Joyce Carol Oates popping off over a scene from 1955's "To Catch a Thief." Joyce Carol Oates says. Highlighting a scene of Cary Grant and Grace Kelly in a car says those ridiculous quote unquote backgrounds in scenes involving cars highlight the artificiality of Hitchcock in general. And this frankly (laughs) silly concoction in in particular, he certainly is an overrated director, (laughs) really a cynical puppet master manipulating gullible audiences. Well, honey, you're not wrong there. He is a cynical puppet master. Yeah, a great one. Yeah, pretty good at it too. Also, I just it it's one of those moments. I'm like, did someone tell you like 
over your like morning Metamucil and coffee that like Hitchcock invented rear projection. Yeah. I mean, does she think he was, does she think he invented that? Like she, the, he, she honestly might. I mean, cause honestly <laughs> it's like Hitchcock is next to DW Griffith, probably our great, you know, are like the greatest filmmaker who kind of creates the modern building blocks of cinema. Yeah, but yeah. hilariously, I don't know if he was responsible for rear projection. I'm pretty confident, no. Um, <laughs> I think that had existed quite a lot before. And you know what? I love rear projection. And I don't even, I'm not even trying to do this to take umbrage against Miss Oates, but uh, mm-hmm. the it's rear projection rocks. Why wouldn't well, you notice the artificiality of a movie? What's wrong yeah. with that? It's also a challenge. Because when you, when you watch that shit, you watch those movies, you don't think about it while you're watching it because the movies are so fucking good. It's just it's just like when you fight with idiots about practical effects versus computer effects, you know, like when you you don't you don't notice that shit while you're watching the movie because the movies are so good. <laughs> yeah. It's it is interesting to say, to discover that Hitchcock is overrated certainly. Because of pointing out that he does back like because rear of weird projection. projection, like that's I mean, what you think he's overrated about because because the driving scenes. But it, what's even funnier, like these like um, these like suit and tie ding dingleberries who are fucking like blue, you know, have the new blue check, like they're paying for the new blue check, and they're like. Hey, uh, have, have you? I'm kind of with you, Miss Oates. Um, have you have you ever noticed the birds when they cut from a real life exterior wide shot to a set in the scene in the birthday party is patently ridiculous? <laughs> oh my god, this this uh, it it also reeks of like the the beginning of the seeds of turning into something like the A24 article we read. It's yeah, people are, it's because it's that level of like it just insane solipsism where you're like what the what i see now in movies didn't look the same then which means they sucked at it <laughs> yeah yeah truly i mean and it's like I, I mean i would i'm gonna have to blame letterbox for all of this i think it's letterbox yeah letterbox uh, and twitter and instagram are to blame for most everything that's ever been bad that's very true. I mean, Facebook, of course, you know. I mean, she does. She looks like a like the chicken version of a farmer's wife in like an animated movie. Well, she looks like a like a um, what's it called where the chickens can keep shit? The the gullet. She looks yeah, yeah. like a gullet. Yeah, she's yeah. There's something foul <laughs> about this bitch. <laughs> um. Yeah, but that. Well, that was just that was pretty amazing, and then it, it's a yeah, it's a good lead into. Yeah, her, she's not done. The Golden Globes now. She's, she's not done. She's upset that the blonde blowjob scene didn't sweep the awards. First off, let me take let me just break this down here. So the the headline is Joyce Carol Oates remarks that the Fablemans is remarkably mediocre. Well, that's an opinion, fine, but sure. discouraging to young filmmakers. So. <laughs> What's really funny about this is one, um, this glass boned looking chicken lady <laughs> is like complaining about the Golden Globes when it's the Golden Globes. Yeah. Like, what, what, who, 
no one cares. I mean, only our parents are the last people watching the Golden Globes, and they weren't even happy with it. So, even like, like people who truly live and die, their taste lives and dies by the Oscars. People who still exist like that, even they are like, "LOL, Golden Globes." Yeah, we will take time out of our lives that we would rather not be watching these shitty movies to entertain you all. But we won't. The Golden Globes isn't even on our freaking radar. I don't even know. No, I didn't know. I'll be is. honest. I didn't know what happened until you sent me Mr. Scarlett's. I was sick and I thought I had hallucinated that the Golden Globes had happened. And I was like, did I read an article? The Golden Globes had happened? Yeah. Well, oh. that, and, then, and then I realized why, why a random person just texted me an image of Brendan Fraser crying. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's from that. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he 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 won big, as they say. <laughs> no, he's he's crying because he was able to so quickly shed all the weight that he in real life gained for the whale. And the doctor said, "This will kill you. That is impossible. It will kill you." And it didn't. So that's what he's crying about. Yeah, exactly. He's Brendan Fraser. He can do. He can do it all. He can do it all, and he's crying also because Aronofsky cut out the. Uh, callback scene to Requiem where he fucks himself with a big old dildo. He fu- <laughs> yeah. From his <laughs> mouth to his ass. <laughs> See, now that would be a funny scene in a movie like The Whale is him put it because he's like, wait, let me get that the 30 inch dildo because I want to be able to like put it in my ass and also suck it. And but because he's so big, <laughs> it roasted himself. <laughs> He still can't reach it. And then it's just like like the dog comes around and ends up licking the other end. And he's like, well, close enough. Yeah, he's like on the ground crumbling. He's like, come on. For just oh, get it. It's in my ass already. I just need it in my mouth. Yeah. I, okay. Well, that I would like to see that. <laughs> but then he finds out it really wasn't in his ass either. It's just like in the fold under his butt. <laughs> Just as wet and lugubrious as his mouth, but he was like, "Oh fuck, that's my uh, that's under my left tit." My bad. All right, whoops. That's our that's our new thing. We're gonna come up with a scene we wish was in the whale every week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, think about like as I know we both have made jokes on the show about a movie like uh, Blind Detective. Yeah. Can you imagine like the blind detective version of the whale where he's like breaking things in the house and you know, he like steps on the cat and then like he like just is always out of breath and, and puking into the sink. I mean he might that might some of it might happen. We still you just still haven't seen it either, right? I haven't seen it. That could be the movie. I if that's the movie, I'm in. Like well, style antics, I am in on the whale. I was excited about it because uh, well, my favorite, my favorite internet uh, film person is always Damon Packard. I always want his takes on everything, uh-huh. um, and he also watches every movie. He just lives at the theater. Uh, but he posted something about the whale, and <laughs> Joe Rubin commented on it and was like, "It was really hilarious for most of it." 
<laughs> and I was like, okay, maybe there, maybe that is what happens in that movie. Then it's just like him not being able to reach like the last can of spaghettios. <laughs> I, I that is a good, that honestly sounds awesome. <laughs> it could be, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Joe, Joe says Joe said it was pretty funny. So. <laughs> I have been secretly hoping that movie's a comedy. And I've tried not to even like let dare myself to dream that, but no. oh, Aronofsky's like too much of a fucking stooge to actually make a comedy, so it definitely won't be intentionally one. But it could be like the wrestler, where like a lot of you know, the, like what are supposed to be the biggest emotional beats are fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we'll uh, we'll see that, and then we'll give you. A- we will definitely devote a an episode to uh, our reactions to the whale. Well, I mean that's going to be in the Oscars, I'm sure. So we're going to have to, even if we don't want to. So getting back to Miss uh, Miss Odie here, well, whatever. She just basically hates the the the, the Fablemans, and uh, she it's, claims- the, it's the closing though, because I don't I don't give a shit if she like I don't give a shit if anyone likes any movie. Yes. It's the closing that is so unreal. So here it is. She says, I thought the fa- I thought the Fablemans was awful. The writing's so heavy-handed and the whole thing so artificial. Blah. Well, someone told her about blah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, then she says, by making a blonde Aryan anti-Semite the pseudo-hero of his high school movie, the young Fableman disarms enemies and wins a pseudo-friend. Is this an acknowledgement of the superficial triteness of the director's career as an entertainer? Uh, when you're, you're so yeah. close. You're like right there to reading that accurately. But this yeah. pain you have for this movie has somehow like folded over you like a finger, like a toenail that's grown too long. Yeah. And now curling over. I'm sure this is exactly what her feet look like. And <laughs> she's got nails like in Dumb and Dumber where they have to use the power, the power, uh, like power sander thing to cut them down. Yeah, she's got Andrew Dominic <laughs> sanding away her sharp ass, gnarled nails. So it's the only way she comes. <laughs> Someone power tools her toenails. <laughs> I, I don't think Joyce Carol Oates has come in a long time. Maybe let me tell you, sow those oats. <laughs> Boy, I'm, I'm popping today. Damn. <laughs> oh, but yeah, uh, the big, it's just a big fucking duh to what she's trying to critique. Artificiality, duh. One, we're talking about Spielberg. One, we're talking about a movie that is about his own life. Duh. Yeah. He would call it artificial. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Duh. I mean, yeah. He doesn't make real realism movies. He never has. Well, yeah, and also like, one, this is a movie that is kind of unlike any movie we've seen in a director's career, where it like the movie comes out and it forces you to like almost recontextualize the director's entire body of work. Now that you've seen this, you can now look at Catch Me If You Can probably a little differently, but like. Um, what she's talking about that brilliant scene is like, yeah, Spielberg is well aware of the triteness of this scene. And <laughs> the point is, is he, yes, the point is, is the movie, and we'll eventually do a Fableman's episode because the movie acts as kind of a roadmap to the entire filmography of Spielberg, where it's not like, 
oh, he saw a guy utilizing a whip and suddenly he's, you know, we're supposed to think that's Indiana Jones. Um, That's for Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade to do. This is where you see something and you think, oh, could that be, could that red, like, could that shoreline frame that way represent a certain movie he's going to do? Could this quote unquote Aryan hero be the first idea for, um, the hero that Spielberg is known for creating throughout his life, like your Indiana Jones, that he's the movie is not a celebration of making movies on some level. Maybe it is about the anxiety and the pains that you will go to going deep into the cinema to basically ostracize yourself from your family, your loved ones and completely into yourself. A very Zemeckis-y mm-hmm. idea. Yep. There are not many directors that even are able to be at like a point within their work to make a movie like this. Yep. Um, so we'll table that for right now because we'll come back to the Fablemans. But she did praise uh, David Lynch's turn as John Ford, which, well, yeah, I'm glad to show that there's still some blood coursing through that mostly dead body of yours. So, um <laughs> Yeah, that's about the coolest thing in the world. I uh, I nearly, uh, I think I scared the two Jewish women in the theater that were the only people seeing it with me uh, <laughs> when that scene came. I was like, like ne- I got up out of my reclined seat like a little bit and was like, wait, what? <laughs> I knew David Lynch was like involved. Well, we did. No, we talked about it when they first leaked the news, but I forgot also. I for- that's what I'm, yeah, I had forgotten. Yeah. I totally forgot. Forgot. I totally we, made forgot. We, we made a joke we were like wait someone said that fucking david lynch is going to play john ford in a steven spielberg movie and we laughed about it and that was I, years ago yeah i think i wrote it off as that was an internet rumor and like it'll no. never happen so i just completely forgot it but it's great it's a great scene uh these two Jim- jewish women i must say though were awesome because uh, the scenes where he's like with the uh, Christian girl and she's like talking about Judaism, they were kept going in the back and kept hearing, ah. <laughs> ah. yes, yeah, it's pretty. It was so pretty shout cool. out to that girl, yeah, yeah, though, yeah, she's fucking awesome. In a dope world, they would throw they would throw away a best supporting actress nomination on her because she's fucking awesome. <laughs> my level of uh of lady right there let me tell you oh iconic yeah fun but exactly the kind of girl that used to get me in a lot of trouble at church camp uh yeah unwell that's how we like them oh yep 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 yep. (laughs) anyway um yeah that's a good character so (laughs) yeah well you know one more time duh joyce carol oats it's trite um yes so yeah i would it's like funny i would imagine joyce carol oates like seeing something like how green was my valley and being like you know i feel like hugh's really misremembering things <laughs> like yeah that's that's the movie <laughs> that's true all right well enough of miss uh miss goats oats that was a mistake that was a mistake. Miss um, Godiotes. I'm. Fi- I don't know. I was looking at a picture of Lil Uzi Vert, so I was, maybe I was just thinking the goat. Um. Anyway, I bet he likes the Fablemans. 
I bet Lil Uzi Vert does like the Fablemans because he's a smart, seemingly smart motherfucker. Um, <laughs> let's see what else is going on in the world. Ooh, horror movie season's not over yet. <laughs> M. Thregan uh, set to make another M. O. Megan. Good, good one. I like how I purposefully misread that. <laughs> Pretty funny. Uh, to make another twenty million this weekend. Uh, sets. It's about to go on VOD. I just threw this in there because I don't know what it is, and I, I just seem like more standard news for us instead of like taking down an elderly woman. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. No, it's. I mean, you know, I uh, I'm a I'm a known sucker for any killer doll shit, even if it's bad. So I will watch it. Um, Wait, it's a I'm, doll. I think so, isn't it? See, I don't even know. I just assumed from the poster. Looks like a doll. Oh man, I must have been sick because, like, I'm. I think I thought that was a a child. Maybe, maybe it's a doll. doll. Maybe it's a doll. No, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's a doll. Yeah. Oh. No, yeah, because there was some like bullshit headline that was like, "Move over, Chucky." M three guns here. Yep. M three gun ain't got nothing on Chucky. Let's, <laughs> no just, got, let's be honest, Chucky. Chucky rocks. <laughs> oh, we all know Chucky's sick as fuck. When the dust <laughs> settles on society and culture, Chucky will be there. That's right. I I have often fantasized about smoking crack with Chucky. Like that's the kind of party I want to have with Chucky. Oh, one hundred percent. Like in the back of a in the back of a really shitty punk show, there's like Chucky walks in and. <laughs> And we end up in like this supposed to be the weed room, but Chucky comes in and we start smoking crack and scare off all the stars. <laughs> oh, Nipsey! Oh, we have a little kitty alert. But are you are you having a good day, kitty? <laughs> yeah, good job. And he's like, "Fuck Jane, that's all I got." <laughs> yeah, that's right. Even the cats know what's up. Nipsey. Real <laughs> know what's up. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I'll think about believing that. No, please do. Come on. It might have been good. Well, now we're giving too much spotlight to it. Now I have to cut it. God damn it. That was good, though. That was a good one. It is good, but just bleep it. Damn it. So M3, Megan, whatever you want to call it. I thought it was a movie about a little girl. Um, That's why I was uh, telling you I was rewatching Deadly Blessing the other night. Because it was... This is a new term I used. It's giving a deadly blessing. I hate when you use. Uh, <laughs> I hate when you use uh, the the terms of the youngins. I'm just trying to learn. I'm just. I want to know. Um, so it was definitely giving a deadly blessing, and I. I you know, I so that's that's where I was thinking with that. But um I'm gonna give you a deadly blessing. <laughs> <laughs> that's when Will makes the, the sign of the Catholic cross before uh slipping me the Mickey. <laughs> I, yeah, I drift into unconsciousness. <laughs> um yeah, well the free I mean yeah. whatever, you know, like M3 again and uh skin of a rings going off, you know. Um cool. People are going to the movies. That's I land where I always land. People are going to the movies and that's cool. And I'd rather them 
be excited about going to watch a killer doll movie and a you know a, a Canadian <laughs> a Canadian uh, fake film noise movie. Yeah. Um, Wait. Then, so the killer doll's a robot. Then it is. No, like I don't know if it's a fucking robot. Well, then it is like Deadly Blessing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. As long as, okay. I, I don't know. It just. I, I really, I really don't know. Yeah, I definitely will see it. Uh, but, but yeah, I don't know. I'm. I would rather see that shit slaying at the box office while things like uh, Babylon, you know, fail yeah. and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, old Babylon. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm I'm fine with it. It's cool. As long as Megan and uh, a man called Otto are raking in the dollars, then. Oh, dude, I for I fucking forgot all about it, uh, until like I forgot that movie was coming out. But it's a remake of a Swedish movie that was a man called Ove. Right. It's based off a book. Which, I think. Yeah, which I though I had totally forgotten when I lived in LA at the at the Arrow Theater. I did a Q and A for that movie with the dude who starred in it, and I had forgotten all about it till my friend there texted me, and he was like, "You remember when you butchered that dude's name in the first five minutes of the Q and A? It was just him talking about how awful it is when you go through your whole life and no one can say your name right." <laughs> oh, so I guess that's why they changed it to Auto. People yeah, too hard for these. That one's pretty clean. I mean, the AARP crowd is the only crowd that's going to see Man Called Auto. Yeah, I mean the 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 original one was it was all right. It, I, you know, I didn't hate it. No, but you're not a geriatric bag carrying Panera going to person. You know what I mean? Like you're I mean, uh, outside of the Panera. I'm getting pretty close. That's true. You do like <laughs> Red Bulls. I forget. I do love a bread bowl. Uh, my body is falling apart rapidly. I do like discounts. <laughs> yeah, well, there's one thing our listeners know is Will loves a discount. <laughs> At the detriment of his own health, he will he will take some savings. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> I'm sorry, just I'm not I don't care that you you like to go to DSW and get the the twenty dollar foam shoes or whatever you've been buying yeah. $40 $40 is cheap that's cheap that's no, cheap for $40 they should last 10 years okay well <laughs> I, I don't I, I this is not the uh this is not the price debate hour so Look, not- you know me, unless it's art or a present for someone that I care about I will never spend money on anything <laughs> that is 100% true everyone so well, and obviously cigarettes, but you know. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you care about yourself. You want to buy yourself a little. <laughs> That's true. I get myself presents almost every day. That's true. You <laughs> care about yourself so much as you would like to see your health decline rapidly in the next ten years. So, <laughs> yep. So, what else, what else is going on? And here, here's a fun. This is actually one of those. Listen, there's not a lot of like news things on here that makes you like feel like good like wow art is triumphing um uh, but sometimes you get something that actually makes us happy and um uh, we have a committee in italy honoring kevin spacey um, (laughs) uh, 
They believe he is presumed innocent. Really? They have made a statement that says, in Italy, we believe in the presumption of innocence. <laughs> yeah, Italy. Let's break uh, down Italy just a little. Yeah. <laughs> is it you shocking that you are down with that for fucking assholes that no one cares and needs to be batted for? Like, yeah. Who put on, who gave up the money and was the evening's entertainment? Uh, besides the sex slaves at all those bunga bunga parties, Kevin Spacey. This is a entertainment, <laughs> folks. This was Lex Luthor. Can you imagine him like showing up at some like uh, eyes wide shut underage Italian sex party, and he's dressed like Lex Luthor? <laughs> but he forgot to like have his makeup person, who is also an underage boy, like, apply the makeup around the bald cap, so it's just flaps of the bald cap, <laughs> like, sticking over his ears. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, did fucking Franco Nero invite him again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Franco Nero and him, yeah. Oh, That's what kills me about fucking Italians, is they're like, it doesn't matter if you have not, you know, done anything of note or value almost objectively as an artist in decades, we're still here to throw you a fucking party. Like, it's just weird. Why do, who gives a shit? And it's Kevin it's Spacey. Like, yeah, like... <laughs> you know, Kevin Spacey doesn't have the track record of Franco Nero, so that's... Oh, fuck no. But the fact that they have to, like, go to, like... Um, here, well, here's what they said. They said... They believe in his innocence. When the trial ended in New York and he was cleared, even if there were potentially other trials down the line, he was innocent. That's that's not a uh, how that works, guys. That really isn't. When when the idea was floated of us inviting him, we thought, why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That tracks. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because it's like this guy, I mean, he did the best defense possible by being like, yeah, maybe I raped a boy, but mm -hmm. I'm closeted and gay. Oh, no. I mean, it, that creepy ass video he released saved his, saved his nasty little ass. Yeah. Did anyone else care about this other than these fucking Italians? Like, what's the, who did that? I don't think anyone was like, oh, well, he's, since he's gay, I mean, and then he was even like trying to like basically like, I think he got the plot of American Beauty confused because then he started being like, "Well, my dad was a Nazi." <laughs> it's like, was your dad a Nazi? Seems like you had a convenient amount of time between somehow making some of your accusers die mysteriously. Uh -huh. <laughs> Let me just say, we can't. We have to stop peddling in too much conspiracy on this show, but um, but uh, let do your own research and take a look into the uh, some of his accusers who have all very weirdly ended up uh, dead before their trial date. Yep, mm. it's just like the the Glee universe; it's all tied together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't even get me started on the Glee universe. Well, that shit. That is one of the most cursed programs that has ever existed oh it's funny to think that i remember um 
my stepmom like lambasted me because I didn't like that and she was like is it a problem with the lgbtq community <laughs> yes. i was like yeah it is like, yeah that's it that's what's <laughs> yeah, wrong that's the whole problem um <laughs> yeah yeah um you're like no normally i only like jukebox musicals made by straight white dudes because there's so <laughs> many of them <laughs> it's true it's true i like these Sorry, just romance and cigarettes for me that's it that's it that's it it's got oh, a it too <laughs> yeah 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 uh team america that's my kind of shit hey that's not a jukebox musical that singing was done live on set yeah but you know what i mean like how many straight musicals can you like actually like point to i think just romance and cigarettes yeah maybe wait hold on i can do this no there isn't there is not any actually i think that all musicals are inherently gay there's got no there's definitely i'm definitely forgetting about some shit there's got to be some shit well there's i would say seven brides for seven brothers is a pretty aggressively straight musical that's true it is brides for the brothers yeah and they do you know kidnap them and until they fall in love with them it's pretty i'd call that a pretty a pretty macho uh that's a pretty bad. <laughs> so we'd say some some classic. They're definitely there's it, it's odd, but I guess really only the in the in the golden age still of musicals there were some straight ones. Yeah, there were probably a few in there. Yeah. Now that we've solved that. <laughs> yeah, now that we've solved that. Um, well, now I'm just thinking of straight musicals. It's always fair weather. That's kind of straight. It's about dudes deciding they don't like each other. Yeah, but come on. They all want, maybe they want to fuck. Then maybe that's the problem. Yeah, that's yeah. They don't hang out with their wives a lot in that movie. <laughs> Correct. I do not. Mm. Yes. And okay. It's not because they're going to the strip club. No. <laughs> no. Each other. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I just thought on. of the highs and lows. What if it was? It's always fair weather and stamped and sealed. All right, I'm writing that. That's down. fucked up. There's no, I mean, that's a that's a neither a high nor a low in either direction. But I don't give a shit. That just has to happen. Yeah, that's just we'll add that to our psycho list of uh, titles here. Okay, uh, what else? What else? What's is next, next oh, in the news, my dear? Well, I was looking here, and we have uh, oh, Mister. Mr. Coppola, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Cabernet Sauvignon is the latest victim of fake news. Yeah, he is the yeah. Um, this one we should actually like get in. This one's very like interesting and kind of underlines the whole point of this show. So we know that Francis Ford Coppola is self-funding his latest opus, Megalopolis, with uh, the sales that he got from selling off major shares from his wine company um this has kind of been i think his goal from the get-go right is to like to, to sell the fucking grape juice to get to get to the movie yeah which is only why i can assume uh the wine's so bad yeah <laughs> it's just like no, no no get it let's get it out weirdly enough it started better than it ended up yeah i i, I can safely say that the syrah was pretty good but 
I, I mean, had it. Some, some of it's fine, but to like hang your hat on, it's pretty weird. You know, because yeah. like George Clooney like has that fucking amazing like skull bottle clear like that clear bottle uh, skull bottle of tequila. Okay, you're mixing up to that's right. Dan Aykroyd who has the skull. Oh, he has that one. That shit's good. George Clooney has Casamigos. That's right. Oh, Casamigos is amazing. Casamigos is pretty good. That's what you do with your liquor. I just think it's funny that Coppola, you know, did this shit. And then even Sophia did one. Yeah, there's a Sophia one. I mean, his yeah. wine is basically like the TCM wine club wine now. Oh, yeah. Where it's yeah. like, look, we have the goofy Groucho Marx red blush. Yeah. When they did the director's cut line. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, Billy Wilder. Uh, vintage. Boy, I guess you'll be saying things like uh, no one's, no, it, yeah, the nobody's perfect. Whatever. <laughs> they should have done a, they should have done a Fatty Arbuckle one. <laughs> it's just, it's just, a, it just comes, it's a broken bottle. It's a, a flat woman. <laughs> um if you're wondering what we're referring to there my i say go back to one of our episodes about the oscars called the big night one of the few episodes i actually did work for and um it's we talk about fatty old old fatty uh flattening a hoe yeah you can listen to John defend a like smelly nasty murderer. <laughs> because he was so funny. I just put the art before the artist, you know. <laughs> you know, when he would get like a hot dog mixed up with like a a dog's tail or like <laughs> uh you know, sniff the wrong flower, maybe oh. want to be in it. It's very funny. It's very yep. funny. Yep. Well, we all know where Buster Keaton went wrong when he left the wing of Fatty Arbuckle. That's when he really started making stinkers. Yeah, when it took yeah. him a year to get out from under the wing of Fatty Arbuckle. Uh, yeah, it's he, all uh, downhill from there. It was all. <laughs> yeah, he really uh, sold his soul um, <laughs> to the uh, getting away from the OG whale, Fatty Arbuckle. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Brendan Fraser thanked him in his speech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would just like to say to my heroes, uh, Fatty Arbuckle, the dad from the Clumps. I just want to say that y'all, you got me here. Uh, I really can't wait for the Oscars this year. Just for I hope, I hope uh, Gwyneth Paltrow puts back on the suit from Shallow Hal to introduce the award. For <laughs> 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 bring fat suits back we love the kind of world i want to live in where they, that's how hard they're fucking trolling each other come on more pratfalls more arbuckle style antics <laughs> please um so back to another portly fellow mr francis ford coppola Although he's lost a lot of weight, I must say. So well, he's got a he's got a very in vogue figure, man. People love dad bods. They do. Dad bods is pretty sick. I've stopped working out because I know dad bods are hot right now. So <laughs> I'm letting myself go to shit. It's gonna be fun when I overnight my weird hyper metabolism just a hundred percent stops. 
<laughs> you look so weird, fat. Well, it's, it'll happen one of these days. You'll be, you'll, you'll be hideous, fat. See, I'll, <laughs> I'll look good when I go fat. I, I think it'll fit. Yeah, you'll be a cute chunk for sure. Yeah, I'll be. Uh, yeah, I was a cute fat baby. I'll be a cute fat adult. I have the yeah. same amount of hair, so <laughs> you know, I like. <laughs> I think, uh, but you would be just a a fucking disreputable beast. I mean. <laughs> You, yeah, I'd be like Kevin Spacey and swimming with sharks, but with a fat suit on. <laughs> yeah, you look like you were be behind the counter of a Sun Coast in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, this is how we do it. We, you don't. You're you're always waiting for us to finish the fucking article. Yeah. <laughs> can you play? Can you play? The song, this is how we do it in the background during this <laughs> I mean, we, 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 we march to the beat of our own dr- drum. <laughs> so here we go. Here we go. <laughs> What's up with Megalopolis? Okay. <laughs> so starting back over here, Transport Coppola has sold off the shares of his wine company. He's making yeah. Megalopolis. He has a huge cast, right? Like, Who's in this fucking thing? Like, yeah, Adam Driver. Yeah, well, Adam Driver. Uh, I don't remember anyone else. <laughs> well, I, have to look this up. <laughs> I, it's, I know it's Adam Driver, and it's also uh, what's her face, uh, our good buddy, um, <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, isn't Margot Robbie in it too? I mean, maybe. That? Whoa! An hour ago, a news article just hit a picture of Shia LaBeouf in sparkly gold heels and a flowing white dress on the set of Megalopolis. Fuck yeah! Coppola is like, let's go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I okay. Wow, what? Uh, I made that That's joke. The and image for the episode. Yeah, I made that joke, and then a few seconds later. I'm eating my fucking words. So, Adam Driver, Forrest Whitaker, Natalie oh, Emanuel, Lauren, uh, Aubrey Plaza, Jason Schwartzman, Talia Shire, and then what I call the disreputables. John Voight. Yes. Larry Fishburne. <laughs> Shia. <laughs> and uh, Dustin Hoffman. Wow. Dustin Grope Woman. Yep, that's right. Mm. Maybe even woman. Because plural. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, that's the cast for this movie. Um, wow. I hope I hope all the disreputables are wearing that same outfit and they're playing each other throughout time. Shia looks like something out of like Caligula. Fuck yeah. Here. <gasps> oh my god. Wow, that really is the image. Yeah, that's sick. <laughs> see. Wow. That's yeah. What okay. is it? The Yao Pedro Rodriguez movie? <laughs> um I've okay. Well that's uh that's pretty cool. So anyway, so that's the movie. Uh, yeah, people really- said it was getting it was it was uh that there was a lot of problems. There were a lot of problems that that there were. Um, so apparently, he, 
Yeah. He fired his VFX team. He fired, um, I think, the art department because, you know, like sometimes when you're making a movie, you let go certain teams that are working on your movie because you don't see eye to eye. Um, In fact, often. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he did this with Bram Stoker's Dracula and yeah. how that movie turned out. Like, can you imagine if that movie had tried to not do the practical effects thing and yeah that wouldn't be very good i'm gonna safely say maybe maybe coppola knows what he's doing but um yeah because i think this is i think uh my theory too is that he either has a terminal illness or the doctors were just like we don't know but it could be any day and so he's truly like, let me fucking leave these motherfuckers with something so everyone will stop like just saying LOL, Tetra, Twix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, let me leave these fucking fools with something. Show them how to do like a proper big ass Hollywood movie. Just totally unhinged. Right. Yeah. Which he tried to do already with Youth Without Youth, but no one saw that movie. And that movie's brilliant. That movie's great, yeah. Um, I like Tetro a lot, too. I mean, I think it's kind oh, of... Oh, the only cool... thing that's actually embarrassing is Twix, really. Yeah, but now he's recut Twix, and now there's a new version coming out, which I am definitely... I'll gonna... watch it. Oh, I'll, I'll watch it. For sure, I'll watch it. I remember thinking Twix wasn't that great, but it also wasn't that bad. Like, it wasn't as bad well, as... Well, it wasn't really finished. It, never, it just didn't ever feel finished. Yeah, but at times it approached a... can't believe I'm using this word, a Lynchian vibe that I was like unexpected it was very unexpected for me and I was oh like, I think you meant to say a, a Delusian vibe a Delusian vibe <laughs> who in their right mind types out the words I hope the world's ready for my Delusian slasher film people who uh, only get all their support and jollies from not real other people on the internet yeah, people who name their movie "I am going" or "We are going to the World's Fair," or well, name, you know, I or like name their, or name their movie like "I am a a, a flame underneath a burning sky," <laughs> like lyrics that would be like like titles would be like Sufjan Stevens lyrics in like the early two thousands, and we're still naming movies like this. Like, yeah. but it yeah. wouldn't be like a Sufjan song where secretly it's the you know saddest song you've ever heard and you want to die after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, what's come on, feel the Illinois. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, it's more like someone trying to name a movie after like a Billie Eilish album title. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just it's it's a very funny trend, and I'm sure Miss uh, Jane Showbun is gonna like <laughs> probably continue to name their movies and in increasingly stupid titles. But back to Coppola. <laughs> um, Okay, fine. Wait, wait, we're I done. See. We're done with the. We're I done see. with the detour. So here it is. The official. This is the official Coppola Megalopolis podcast. We are, of course, talking about the report that came from the Hollywood Reporter. Hmm. I'm just gonna, in case people miss this, I'm just gonna read a little bit of it. it took three people to write this article. Um, Francis Ford Coppola's Megalopolis in peril amid ballooning budget crew exodus wow God. really really tossing an exodus well an exodus would be like the whole crew 
Yeah. This was the VFX department and an art director. Yeah. So also the Exodus is not when you get fired. <laughs> yeah, where were they going from that? An Exodus would be if all of them were like, man, turns out we're having flashbacks to the Philippines in the 70s doing apocalypse now. Do you all want to bail? That would be an Exodus. Yeah, or if they went from <laughs> this to like Chloe Zhao's like Western Dracula sci-fi movie that's being made, you know, then can't wait. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I bet. So, um, okay, so the report is basically saying that it's according to multiple sources, sets uh, descended into chaos. It's over halfway shooting through shooting in Atlanta, and in the last week. It's the last week lost key creative talent, including its production designer and a supervising art director. That's on top of losing the entire visual effects team in the first part of December to many insiders. The production is giving <laughs> is giving apocalypse now vibes. See, I now these are, I'm I, this is not even me learning from the kids anymore. I'm learning from Hollywood reporter <laughs> that the production is giving apocalypse now. Um, and it's one on which the iconoclastic 83-year-old filmmaker is breaking a cardinal Hollywood rule. Never spend your own money. Well, that's very telling that the Hollywood reporter is saying that he broke some cardinal rule about this. Um, you know, the rule as I've seen it is generally spending your own money results maybe in your own financial ruin, but sometimes in a pretty good project. Yeah. I think history has shown us many examples of that. Well, y'all have Kevin Smith's clerks? Yeah. Bro. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That's what I was saying. Bro, mortgage your mom's house every fucking time. Don't worry about it. Sell those comic books. You will be famous. (laughs) So, exactly. So, (laughs) they go on to basically say that they're basically talking about how it's an over like the it's a 90 day shoot, which is just unreal. It's just unreal. Um, And a production source says it's unclear whether the production can go forward as planned. Now this production source is very interesting because representatives for Coppola did not respond. Um, Something tells me that this could be like one of these things where, Maybe some Hollywood studios are getting a little nervous about uh, Coppola here making something without their help or Mm -hmm. setting a precedent that filmmakers could, in fact, if they sold their own line of wine or have an OnlyFans and finance their movie. (laughs) Like, it just seems that, like, this is one of these classic, and we haven't seen them in a while on this level, classic hit jobs yeah and but they also overestimate that a a lot of people would care right also shows how out of touch they are you know what i mean like it's not like that that headline about coppola is not something that is going to get a lot of heat outside of movie people (laughs) but exactly but 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 you know kind of like with how people will go on to think that the Banshees of Insurance, the best movie of the year, without seeing it usually, is because we read these things 
We take them for granted. We take it that maybe there is a problem. Maybe this guy is having an issue. But this podcast, well, it's meant to make you kill time. But sometimes there's also... And not kill yourself. And not kill yourself. That's, That's our like, slogan. Kill the time instead of killing yourself. Don't kill yourself. That's what this <laughs> podcast is about. So <laughs> we, 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 if we do anything, we are here to break down the bullshit. So... If you were concerned about this and thought, "Oh no, Coppola, he's oh he's 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 a uh, he's like freaking Icarus burning his wings off. He's he's done it. Oh no." Well, just remember that this word coming through is coming from a production executive. Mm-hmm. Have you been on a film set? Do you know what the production executive is? That is the most annoying person on a film set. These are the <laughs> people you try to keep from being on your film set because all they can think about is how much money you're spending. Yep. And that's their job. Their job is to keep you fiscally in line. But yep. when it's not their money, then these uh, sweet green eating uh, babies <laughs> – start like losing their mind that they're not being listened to yep. and you know they start talking to the hollywood reporter um the other source here is the representative of a fired party person who said it's descending into madness yeah so, dude, you're fucking bummed you got canned yeah welcome yeah. to hollywood sorry it happens people uh <laughs> get mad and they say something online Yep. <laughs> it happens. I don't know. We haven't really had a dust up with that, but it mm-hmm. happens. So again, like this is all coming from him basically hiring new staff and eliminating the original VFX department during production because maybe they just didn't agree with the vision he had in mind. I mean, clearly they're still on track. Look at, Sh- I mean, Shy is looking, looking gorgeous. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think it, there's a there's a, a kind of a nice as annoying as this kind of shit is. There's a there's a nice ring to this one because it makes me think that someone's a little scared. Yeah. No, it makes me very I was already excited, but now I'm a little uh, tingly about this movie, I would say because of that. And of course, just the, in, you know, the instant uh the instant I it was Adam Driver first, right? Like the instant Adam Driver hitting the internet, being like, "No way, babe, we're doing yeah. great." Yeah, uh, he says he actually says this is his rocks. He says Adam Driver says I'd like to briefly respond to the Hollywood Reporter article uh, published Monday, January 9th. All good here. Not sure what set you're talking about. I don't recognize that one. I've been on sets that were chaotic, and this one is far from it. Yes, it is true that the art department resigned and VFX were let go. Not all departments find cohesion on films, and rather than suffer through in making decisions that leave a lasting impression on the film, people quit, get fired, or part ways. It's unfortunate when it happens, but this production is not out of pocket in comparison to other productions, especially to the point that merits an article about us descending into chaos. That characterization is inaccurate. Um, that dude's so well spoken. Yeah, yeah, he's a smart guy because he chooses smart projects. Well, because also the, tr- the truth of the matter, you do you never intellectually fuck with an ex 
well not x because it's not like you quit or whatever but you never intellectually fuck with a marine who is mentally stable you know what i mean like oh do i know what you mean you're talking to uh, a freaking vet over here okay <laughs> the same goes for the rest of you that don't agree i am, <laughs> I, am uh, I am not this is i've got all the valor i've got valor for days as a as a tier one mercenary in afghanistan have so many purple hearts they're actually calling into dixon heart now only real uh only real killers get it, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. Some of us are afraid to do the dirty work. Yeah. <laughs> Only the sociopaths who did not need any guidance. Get the dick heart. <laughs> no. I knew where that button was to fire that drone at that that wedding, and I did it. Yep. And I'm not and sorry. Went, yeah. Oops. <laughs> Oopsie poopsie. Oh, that wasn't an Al Qaeda training camp. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Thanks, on. Obama. <laughs> yeah, but I move on. Like fucking, uh, the, like Prince Harry. I just, you know, when talking about the <laughs> service record, I'm just like, you know what? They were just, they were just numbers to me. Yep. Um, just numbers. So, and listen, just like Obama did another appearance on Ellen every time there was heat about the drone strikes. We can all move forward and forgive each other. Yeah, because he did the nene with Ellen. Yeah, and he pu- he did, like he punched that speed bag. That was cute. Yeah, I know. Once I saw, once I realized that Obama also like has seen Rocky, I'm good. Yeah, that's cool. I like when he puts out his music lists at the end of the year, and I'm like, you're telling did me that Obama was listening to SZA? <laughs> what? Yeah. That's crazy. A lot of a lot of people I grew up going to church camp with. Those are their posts every year. Uh-huh. Whoa, it's so sick seeing that Obama's watching the same movies as me. The best are the ones that don't realize when he puts the movies that he paid for on yeah, his own top ten list, and they're like, "Wow, I can't believe he likes this movie about standing up for labor in China." Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, it's cool that he's seen White Lotus. I think I'm like, that's <laughs> wait, I've seen White Lotus. <laughs> what, oh, bro, you basically eating his ass. Whoa, you're telling me this guy listens to King Gizzard and the Lizards, Wizards, or you tell him, you telling me this guy, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, any, anyway, you know. We're going to close the show out on something I'm sending Will right now. Okay. This is a movie that we have to show at the music box. I just discovered it. Oh, wait, no, it's the joke, though. I was excited with the title, but... No, it's of- real. It's a real movie. This is not a joke. But it's only... It's a short, though. Yeah, but it's it exists. There no, but is- I, I, think it, I think it is a joke, because... Since it's Sean Astin and Leslie Bibb, those are real people. Yeah, but can you imagine? George Sullivan, it too. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a 2007 short film called <laughs> My Wife is Retarded, directed by Ethan Cohen. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's directed by some guy, Ethan Cohen, who. It's the guy that uh, many people. 
because uh, it happened actually with all three of these movies. If you click on his IMDb, three of the first that come up, all three of these movies, different people in my life texted me and said, Ethan Cohen wrote Idiocracy. Ethan Cohen wrote Men in Black 3. Oh, Ethan yeah. Cohen wrote Holmes and Watson. He did yeah. not. But <laughs> this guy did. So, wait, he, he did this. He wrote this in between Idiocracy and Tropic Thunder. Whoa. The yeah. missing piece of American <laughs> satire. My wife is retarded. Wow. He Sorry, seems, Sean He seems brave. I, I'm going to watch this. Oh yeah. No, do not just join Sean Astin though. George George Siegel. I know, which is awesome. That's yeah. that's so sick. Um I'm gonna probably watch this along with because I was showing someone over the weekend, uh, much to their chagrin, uh, a movie called uh Riding the Bus with My Sister <laughs> where Rosie O'Donnell plays a mentally deficient character a neurodivergent character who dresses like a neurodivergent character and yell like it's so funny she's like oh you come on you know i'm a big fan of that (laughs) it is directed by angelica houston yeah oh i know dude angelica houston's all the movies she directed are fucking awesome she directed more than just riding the bus with my sister Go down that path. I'm not even going to spoil. You just do that. All right. Well, everyone can play that game at home. Because <laughs> I, I just have to see Riding the Bus with my sister again. Because I remember, like, people talking about it when it came out. I mean, I guess well, you've, seen, you've definitely seen one of her, like, her best directed movie, Bastard Out of Carolina, the Jennifer Jason Lee one. Oh, fuck. Oh, you got to watch. No, Angelica Houston's weird, man. <laughs> I mean, clearly... This is a that's your, that's your dad. Probably wasn't awesome growing up with him. So yeah, yeah. He's, he's like he's like I just made a movie called Fat City. She's like I made a movie called Riding the Bus with My Sister. <laughs> he's like I just made this movie uh, called Phobia. It's my masterpiece. Oh, Phobia rocks. Wait, what if John Houston had made? had directed riding the bus with my sister, but made it in the style of like under the volcano. So it's a drunk sister on the yeah. bus. Holy shit. It'd be like yeah. the holy drinker. That'd be yeah. incredible. Getting increasingly sick in a retarded oh. way. <laughs> hey folks, these are, we're just, uh, this is all speculation here. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, your assignment for the next next time we do this you have to watch bastard out of carolina that shit is good for real i'm, I'm marking it right now yeah you know watch everything she creatively touched <laughs> she's weird mother and daughter find their lives at lives adversely affected when a new man enters the picture is he retarded <laughs> the bastard out of carolina sounds like <laughs> Oh, I'm just so excited to be back that I can't I can't keep it together. Uh I'm gonna see this. Oh well there's you know, there's child sexual abuse stuff in it. Yeah, it's a nasty, crazy movie, man. It's awesome. Okay, this isn't gonna be watched tonight like I like I had originally thought. Um 
John's scared of challenging content, just like Jack is in Chicago. I am, yeah. <laughs> Unlike Jack, I'm triggered because of things in my past. So <laughs> true. I don't, okay. and I don't have to tell our listeners what those are. I have patience in you. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. Don't worry. This is a this it's not a safe space, but this is a space. <laughs> I'm just this is indeed a space. <laughs> I know someone who might do them some good to watch this movie. Maybe change their life around. <laughs> Doesn't harm others. Grace Sabrisky's in this. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I'm I'm honestly I'm surprised you haven't seen that. You narrated really by hold on. Christina Ricci's in this. Yes. Michael Brooker's in this. Dude. Laura Dern narrates it and I'm sorry. The music is by Van Dyke Parks. Yeah, dude. That, that I, I truly like when you said no. I thought you were joking at first because this is such a you movie. Whoa, that is a you movie. My or me movie. My biggest crush, <laughs> Van Dyke Parks, and uh, Christina Ricci. Wow. Um, yeah. I'm no. I'm telling you, it's a it's a good ass movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe we will slide it in tonight. Maybe that's. Oh, it got the un. It was screened in un certain regard. Yep. Can't. Spell. I mean, I imagine if you're John Houston's kid, you just are like, "Hey, I'm here. Can I play this?" <laughs> <laughs> you update everybody next time we come back. Oh my God. Yep. The person who gets molested, his name is Bone. <laughs> Wait, quit! You gotta stop reading now. The plot is tantalizing. I oh, it's crazy. No, she likes she yeah she she likes uh she likes intense subject matter. To be sure, just like we're referring to the molested as the bastard of Carolina. You even just yeah you're just calling a movie that that's a an intense title. Yeah, that's like a with like baby Jennifer Jason Lee on your poster. Yeah, the title reads like a Marky Smith song title. It's like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck. All right, well, I'm uh, I'm in. I'm in on that one. Um, well, that's the that's the homework for the week. If y'all want to watch Bastard out of Carolina and also watch John Houston's greatest acting role in Winter Kills. Mm. <laughs> okay, now we're okay. Now we're actually talking. About a, oh, get oh. Watch Winter Kills and get back to us. Uh, yeah. so we can finally. Uh, start our spin-off conspiracy theory podcast. Oh, because there's none if, of those. Because of winter kills, then we're doing something right. I know. Oh man. Well, let's see how certain things go, and then maybe we can pro- program our political paranoia series. No, we're just going to do a series of all the movies John Houston acted in only. <laughs> that would be very funny. The, the, the John amazing. Houston retrospective and people are like, oh boy, I can't wait to see the Maltese Falcon. That's a nope. good one. Bogey in that one, when he is dealing with Sydney Green Street, let me tell you, oh my God. But then they get there, yeah. And it's just, it's like a, a tentacles. <laughs> yeah, there's so much. Oh, yeah. That would be an amazing, that's why you and I truly, even if we had the opportunity and money and wherewithal to have literally our own theater why it would be amazing but it would fail fast because we would do retrospectives of directors but only the times they're in other people's movies well that day might come because uh when uh, a certain theater named the schmusic schmucks uh gets 
canceled and shut down, uh, we're going to buy that theater. Oh, yeah, we're going to buy it. We're going to buy it. And Ryan will work for us. First thing, your favorite directors, not in the director's chair, will open with Shark Tale, starring Martin Scorsese. Followed by Ants starring Woodland Allen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all this is all good. Yeah, Jason X. <laughs> just for the David Cronenberg scene. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's no, that'll cool. we're gonna whip that theater into shape. <laughs> no, they're uh, gonna I'm just gonna uh, never mind. Okay. So mind. we're gonna let's uh let's end on some sincerity with that theater. Um if you wanna see us. You know, you can always see Will doing this, but this week you can see me too for tightrope. <laughs> what, some, what some would call an American giallo. Yep. And what one awesome, awesome, really upset nerd came up to me uh, while I was selling some shit at Reckless a uh, little ways back whatever all that and yeah this dude comes up to me and he goes oh excuse me <laughs> i turned around and he was like dude uh you did the uh you're doing the january jello screens and i said yeah you know and he's like oh I, I came up for the first one and i was like oh you know did you dig it he was like yes uh it's very good i'm a big sergio Mar- big sergio martino fan i'll be there next week for uh no one heard the scream but i just wanted to let you know that tightrope is not a jello <laughs> And I just said, oh, all right. And he was so disappointed. Because yeah. you can tell, you can tell he had like practiced and was ready to fire off when I guess my response was supposed to be, you fucking idiot. Yes, there, it is. Here's all the reasons why. There is no proof that this movie is a giallo. Um I checked. I checked it in my giallo app and no boxes were checked except for gloves. So Mm. Well, listen here, you you dang weenie. <laughs> Maybe you're right, and if you are, congratulations. But you're missing the point here. The movie <laughs> Tightrope on 35 millimeter is being shown regardless of whether you think it's a fucking giallo or not. Yeah, yep. I do not think that Eastwood was watching the New York Ripper and was like, ah, I think I'm going to make a movie like this. Actually, you're wrong. I have the interview where he says exactly that. So you can you fool New York. Yeah, he's on, da- he's on David Letterman. Yeah. <laughs> About Fulci. Uh, when I saw that woman get stabbed in the pussy, I thought, <laughs> I, maybe I'll make a movie like this. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, regardless of your opinions on it, there will be tightrope this Tuesday. What's the date on that? I have no idea. Tuesday is okay. the day. It's Tuesday. Tuesday is the day, and Jim Branscombe, who's the the reason all this shit is happening, is coming. Uh, I haven't seen my dude in forever. I've not hosted anything with him since I left LA, so I'm very excited. Um, and yeah, just like that interaction went, and like another one went after no one heard the scream. If uh, your bone to pick is that something is or isn't a giallo, I promise no one fucking cares. No one cares. Yeah, no yeah. one cares. Really, no one cares. No one cares. Yep. Yeah. So Only the person, that, the person that came up and said, I'd call this more Hitchcockian than I would Jallo for no one heard the scream. And I said, cool. <laughs> yeah. Do you know the, the genesis of Jallo? Nope. We're not. Nope. I, I refuse to engage. 
I refuse to engage because um, I don't care. I don't care. We really don't care. We are the only film podcast that doesn't care whether a movie is a giallo or not. It doesn't matter. I'm just excited and grateful, and I say thank you to the shockingly large amount of people who've been coming out to all of these. So, yeah, now you get to see you get to see your favorite music box celebrity, Will Morris, once nope, again. Not- not anymore. Oh, yeah, not anymore. Yes, you are the least favorite. Now it's my turn. <laughs> now I'm the non-problematic one. Wow, what an interesting uh, reversal here. Yep. Well, reversal of Fortune 2, Oscar bait. That's right. <laughs> things, this time, things have changed. For whatever season this is now, this is the start of a season. I think this is... Oh, sure. Why not? That's how we always do it. It's four. Welcome to season four. Season four. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, if you want to see this dang movie, Tightrope, that is on the 23rd or the 24th, a Tuesday. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. In case nothing else comes out before that, you can have another chance to catch us that following Tuesday for... Lizard in a Woman's Skin. And also, genuinely... The way things are going, I would probably get tickets for that one now. Good call. Because that one, um, of course, is that rare imported original Italian Technicolor 35mm print. And also, I'm going to be doing the live subs for that, so fucking good luck to me. But um, I will drink at that No, no, no. No, I literally told people in the intro the other night, do not buy me drinks. I have to have no drinks to make sure I do that correctly. You can buy me drinks as soon as it's over. Buy him drinks as soon as it's over, folks. You can buy me drinks in the meantime. Yeah. I will be his proxy drinking for him. But buy John Will drinks. So keep just setting him up with a shot of Evan Williams and a PBR over and over and over. (laughs) I'll do it. I'll do it. Uh, I'm excited because this is... Well, this will be the last time you see us on stage together for a little bit. We'll be back, but this is a this is a very personal film for Will and I. This is a, I would say, probably one of our favorite giallos ever. This is one of my favorite movies ever. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. Um, fucking rules. <laughs> yeah, I am. This is this is going to be fun, and it's that rare print. It's going to look beautiful. Uh, if you don't know, if you don't know Giallo's, go to this. If you do know Giallo's and you're like, I like Argento only, go to this. Or you're like, I like that gut munching, bloody fucking shit, like Zombie and House yep. by the Cemetery. Great movies. But he was a very different, fil- well, somewhat different filmmaker before he got to that. Yep. Um, and we'll show the sex comedies one of these days. Oh, God, yeah. The, the senator likes butts is for yeah. sure coming. Masterpiece theater. I mean, a double feature of that and then, the, like, the Dracula. The, the one oh. that's called, like, Dracula Sucks or something like that. Yeah. I mean, actually, so, they're really good kind of critiques of uh, Italy at the time. Yeah. No true. joke. Um, <laughs> all right. So. Yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll see you all soon. We'll see y'all soon, and then maybe keep an eye out next month. Yeah. Keep Three those eyes peeled. We'll see what happens in the next see week. What happens. Something might happen. Okay. Yeah, closing closing one more time. Shut the, the – never mind. You got it. You got it at the top. Just fucking 
everybody take a goddamn breath let's not regress any further as a fucking society please 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 and guess what if you are uh prone to wanting to tell people how to live their lives maybe just take a step back and learn to fuck off and leave people alone maybe do that and remember the greatest power in life is that you don't ever have to do anything or be around anyone you don't want to because you can fucking remove yourself from a situation so please do that next time you want to destroy something because you disagree with it and you want to make up things about it just don't do it just don't go (laughs) just don't fucking go or just don't go yeah just don't go and maybe you know put your binky in your mouth yeah well to put to put it uh condescendingly because it needs to be just be a fucking adult a little bit about life when you go yeah god that's crazy but there are billions of people in the world and turns out not all of us agree on everything all the time and not only is that okay but that's actually fucking great because yeah. the world ended a long time ago if everyone was exactly the same so <laughs> yeah it's kind of really thrived off of our uh, discussions mm-hmm. and um yep. but uh no i mean if you if if uh, this movie is too much for you or just anything like that might i recommend a uh, paw patrol <laughs> these are cute little uh dogs mm-hmm. cats they're police they they're like you they're out there trying to to stop the, to make sure everyone gets a bowl of milk That's or whatever, right. whatever they do on Paw Patrol. I assume um, they're making sure kittens get milk. Probably. You know? Yeah. Maybe it's more nefarious. We should probably actually check it out. We'll, we'll do that too. We'll come back yeah. with our review of Paw Patrol. <laughs> for Jane Shobun, we got you. We are going to break down all of Paw Patrol for you. You can come on. You can talk yeah. about Door the Explorer with us. Yeah. Uh, well, Jane's going to remake are going to do the first live action Paw Patrol, yeah. I heard. Delusion um, Paw Patrol. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. No, no, I actually heard um, they might be uh, the first artist in history um, to read Hegel. And so they're going to do, it's going to be called uh, <laughs> Hegel's Paw Patrol. Hegel's Paw Patrol. <laughs> Class is being brought now. This this time it's a class issue. <laughs> oh, and yeah, last final thought, and I'll shut up about it. <laughs> Just please remember how satisfying it can be if you can fucking calm your nerves and have a conversation with someone who isn't exactly the same as you, and how much richer life can be. If after that conversation, nobody has been fucking executed, nobody caused anyone to kill themselves, nobody caused anyone to go kill someone else, but instead, both of you were uncomfortable at times, both of you were fucking excited at times, mad, happy, sad, all that shit, but at the end of it, life was definitely better, because you both fucking learned something, and you can see the world in a in a broader way, and go about your life like that. The end, sorry. <laughs> I love it. No, this is Let My Man Spit Hour. This is your show today. So <laughs> I, just, um, I love it. Fucking, yeah. Nuance is the spice of life. It absolutely is. Literally, uh, that's it. 
and there's no fucking art without it. Agreed. You know, and your, and your boy, your fucking boy, John Waters, that people literally wanted to kill when they were still doing heroin in in Baltimore, making those insane movies before there was any money or any prestige involved. People literally wanted them dead, and people tried to end everything they were doing. And because of people continuing to fight and push and have conversations, that didn't happen, and now everybody can feel fucking sunshine and roses and never worry about anyone getting mad at them for loving a movie where a live chicken's head gets ripped off and an asshole talks to the camera, which is great, but it wasn't like that. And because people fucking went to bat, it is like that now. So just remember (laughs) people wanted to fucking kill John Waters in the early days before he just wanted money. So he was queer. So (laughs) yeah, just was he's not (laughs) that guy went straight that guy is as straight as they come now yeah he finally he finally met sophia loren in person was like shit all right i mean yeah it turns out i'm gonna eat pussy yeah him and pedro almodovar uh are in a thruple but they never ever touch each other with sophia loren no (laughs) okay i think that's enough all right Uh, go go chiefs this weekend goodbye